Loud and Proud Champods, brought to you by Ardy Credit Union, Smiths of Drogheda, Lally's Electrical and Playerfit. It's episode 254 of the Loud and Proud Champods. We have our finalists. We have the four merry teams that are going to take on each other next Saturday and Sunday's final weekends. I'm going to get through that and a whole lot more. There's a whole lot more happening out there. Big announcement tomorrow night. But first, Oasis. Yes, so um, before I get into the announcements, I I have a special announcement to make. Tours tonight in Dunnigans of Cullen. Live preview show again, this time previewing the Intermediate and Junior Championship Finals. So that'll be on tours tonight. It'd be great if you could come along and join in and get entertained and have have the crack and talk about the, the two finals. That's going to come up this Saturday and Sunday. This Saturday is the Junior Final. Nathan Barra versus Clyde Rangers. They've met each other already this year. I'll get into that one with a lot of guests on the night as well. And resident junior expert Dalton McNamee, he'll be there too. The intermediate, two very, very um, unlikely teams, I suppose, in one sense, that haven't been in intermediate finals in so long. Roach Emmets and O'Reilly's, a novel pair, and they'll take on each other. And we'll have plenty of guests and fun and crack on the night previewing both of those finals. So that's Thursday night wrapped up. Tomorrow night there's going to be a special county board meeting with one thing on the agenda. That is the new Loud Senior Manager. The man may have been mentioned in the podcast who's going to get the Loud job. His backroom team have been finalised. Maybe that's maybe the full announcement, the full package and the era which will begin tomorrow night. Only a couple of days on from Mickey's stunning departure. Peter Fitzpatrick works very fast. There's absolutely no mess with Fitz. Once he gets stuck into something, he makes it happen. And it looks like he has made it happen. And there'll be a special podcast on that tomorrow night as well. And I'm going to have a red stars out for you in the morning. So or whenever you listen to this podcast. So that'll be out early on in the week. Two wardy winners of the Red Star podcast. And real excitement around the county building. And I'll have my initial take and my reaction to the announcement that's going to happen tomorrow night in Darwin. Will the man himself be there, I wonder? Uh, if you don't know, um, message me or whatever, and we, I might give you a few clues or points in the right direction. Or maybe listen back to that um, Champod um, where I spoke about the next loud manager, who's in for it. And like I said before, it's not me. Um, let's move on right to the um, the weekend's action. And let's start with the Saturday, two games on the Saturday. Well, I'm going to firstly touch on the relegation games. Um, the Blues put on a really strong display. Kieran Downey just blows the gales away, uh, no pun intended, and they'll take on the Feckins. So the 2021 Intermediate Champions are one game away from coming back down to the grade they worked so hard to get out of. Because the 2020 Intermediate Champions took care of business today. They got revenge for the league game, the final league game that's come them to a league playoff. But yeah, Park Rowledge, he was the hero with Alaska point to give them the win. Uh, after trailing a lot until the revival was seen in Paddy Riley's penalty kick. And a bit of magic from Sean Murray thrown in. But yeah, um, the Feckins uh, need to take the second bite of the cherry or the Gales. 
They've done it again. They've done it last year. No reason why they can't do it again. And keep those young players. A lot of people are saying around the ramparts today and uh, that, that this young Gales team be no harm if they went down to intermediate. But you look at the Joes, you look at other teams that have been on the brink. Even the Pats were close as well a couple of occasions. You're better off staying up high up in the grades and develop young, your young players there rather than the dogfight of a grade below. So um, that'll be a very fascinating game between the Gales and the Feckins uh, as well. Uh, because it, it's not just, they're not just one-off games. It's, it's the pressure cooker. It's, we could, we're in trouble here. This is a tight game. But it's not to win any trophy or cup to save your status. And it, it, it's a funny game. People, teams can get sucked into it. Expectation overtakes your, your mind and it does does funny things. We've seen teams get sucked down and relegated in the past and uh, the Gales and Feckins will really, that really be a fascinating game. In the, I presume it's going to be next Sunday or maybe, I don't know, maybe they squeeze it on Monday or Friday. I don't know, I haven't, it hasn't been fully fixed yet. But games that were fixed over the weekend on the Saturday, really enjoyable finales in both of them. Especially the first one is to Bannon. Like Andy McCann's the penalty king. He's played in finals outfield. He made an impact when he came off the bench outfield. Whereas Shawnee Vaughan's number 29 jersey confused us all. Wins a couple of balls in normal time. But then just has, like, he knows where a goalkeeper doesn't want to go. And he tidied himself up and slotted away to win the penalty and saved Ronan Callahan's blushes because he's the only one that missed the penalty but John McQuillan as well stepped up and saved a couple of penalties as well um, and like oh, so hard on the tones because they could have won the game Jordan Duffy you would have heard me say this in the live report he runs right through at the end he could have squared it off to Joe Komiski to bang it in the net a palm of them, one of those simple finishes. So even Jordan Duffy should just bury it himself, go for goal himself. He decides not to, decides to take the point to make it 3 11 to 2 11. But Callum Regan, the full back, comes up and levels the game. Like, they just don't go away. Even though they were, like, completely falling off the rails at the end of that game, where they conceded 2 6 by the end of full time and uh, the first half of extra time. But they still dragged it out. Like Jack Butley gets a goal out of nothing, just with one real swift attack. Then Conwork Reynolds gets a wonderful level and point to make a two nine piece at half time. Then they still fall behind it. Joe Comsey, probably one of the best goals in the championship. Strong, uh, powerful goes on that. Just took it his own initiative, drove at the total full back line, and lashes home a goal. Owen Brennan hit his toward free to. Um, to put them in a really, really winning position. But Marky chips away at the lead. He was excellent as well. Really, like, without playing overly well and the supply not being good and the conditions not being great, Marky just nailed his freeze, kept the scoreboard ticking. Put them, put them what, 1-7 to um, 3 ahead. The 7-point lead, yeah, 41st minute, and they didn't score until Marky again, 25 minutes later, in extra time. But, um, yeah, the goals... From Cudden, Chris Cudden got a, got a brace of goals. He was brought on, brought off, and then brought back on. He got a second goal. Um, but yeah, they were so gutsy. The tones, they were about to on the brink of bridging the final of eighty six years, and it looked like they did. They were going to the penalties, cruel penalties. Seen Tottenham do this before. They did this in twenty twenty when they went on and win it. But then they'll have a fair task, and I'm looking forward to previewing this game. 
between themselves and Clyde because there's plenty to talk about since that game where they played each other in round three that postponed game on the Tuesday night now Sharky was just home but he's back in the serious form they're back moving well Clyde now they won again in the dreadnoughts after extra time they didn't go to penalties this time but they have a way of playing they're well tutelaged under um, Peter Duffy see him there on the list uh, number 16 so he, you know he was training with the group and now he's the manager taking full ownership of it he's organised and he knows his stuff um, and he has them all playing well and playing into form and in, in a manner that they're in the final you know they, they dug it out they, were, they trailed early on to the Plunkets and the Plunkets look lively key matches excellent inside the um, Carolyn was playing well but he goes off injured in the 14 minutes then poor Key Matthews gets a dreadful uh, it's just a hamstring injury and it's uh, it was sheer honesty just trying to tackle the full back coming out with the ball um, a nothing ball and he pops his hamstring and that was, that was two key blows and they only led 4-3 at half time and they kind of felt right the Plunks have played all the football they're, they're, they're short in scoring options and then Niall Sharkey, Kieran Sheridan gets a brace. They cut the gap to one point, and Ty Kellett equalises. Then Lee Finning gets a wonderful score on the torn. Just they just found the scores easier to come by. Now to be fair to the Plunkers, they hit three in a row to bring it to nine all. But Stephen Keeley, like Jordan Duffy, did he have a chance to bury that goal. Sean Brazel wins the ball very well off a of Baz Reynolds ball across. Keeley's in front of goal. Probably thought he was taking the right option to bring it to extra time. But uh, if, what a what a go, what a point to win it! Pure off the cuff, pure natural footballers to glide boys. You know the way. Even it's a pressure free in your own half back line. The ball is played to Brian Duffy, scuttery ball on a wet night, damp evening, soggy on the foot, slushing around the foot, the the grass. Brian Duffy comes out under immense pressure. Final ball, everyone's going out, balls out for the ball, and he just keeps it up, plays it on to Sharky. Sharky, the ball just gets ahead of Sharky, keeps the move alive, flowing, fly, fly, what would you say, flash of a move on the right hand side, flicks it out to Conlon, who does it without thinking, that's the thing. Without thinking, Conlon gets it, finds the range, takes a shot, hits the second point in the second half, and secures a really, really good victory. Fort Lloyd. They're there, the fifth final in seven years, probably their eighth final going by replays, if you count the replays. Um, the, the one against the Man and Lash, and another, another one against Roach. So they're well used to the big day by now, and maybe it could be the time that they win it. But they'll, they'll face a team that's well used to winning in the Finbars. Um, I won't go into any more of that preview stuff because I'm going to save all that, keep me powder dry for, for this week. Thursday night in Dunnigan's. Um Intermediate as well. Real kind of arm wrestles, real swashbuckling finishes. Uh, the rallies, I think they really, they really like have a, have a look of a team that's enjoying themselves. They're playing good football. It's a happy camp. They led one four to two points. Kyle McElroy, who buried his grandfather a couple of days previous, put all that rough week behind them to hit um, one two in the first half and his goal I thought he narrowed his angle too much and he gets it across and whips in that that proves to be the difference because 
to me it looked like the Mountaineers were jaded from their game last week where they went extra time and it was a delayed quarter final too and they looked like the extra time took a lot out of them emotionally took a lot out of them to win an extra time and they couldn't get that intensity that they used to they, couldn't, they tried to get into, into that kind of dogfight territory and they tried to bring the Ratleys down there into that kind of arm wrestle that kind of quagmire but they couldn't they just couldn't push on they missed scores they missed freeze Terry Kelly does nail two, three in a row I decide at half time to make a 1-4 to 4 but Kyle belts over a good free uh, Kyle Carroll actually gets a good score in response Andrew Doyle comes off Alan Doyle comes off the bench and kicks one as well but then the goal I forget who played the ball across but it was punched by Daniel Riley and it hit the inside the post and Ewan Sweeney was on hand to just put the final nail in the coffin for the Matneys. He just couldn't get going up front. Lost Keith McLaughlin to an awkward, a painful injury. So hopefully Keith's okay. He'll be back, ready for next season. Uh, but yeah, they couldn't sustain enough pressure, couldn't build enough a platform. And they're actually just good footballers. Good players in possession. Rory Moore, just he's like a juvenile player. The way he operates, takes everything on, takes every free kick, goes up to his full back line, up front, like just takes the ball everywhere and gets them to A to B, well aided by Omar and Chris Smith, and they just push on, had a bit of impact off the bench. They love the chaos, and that's going to be a really good final because Roach, they didn't enjoy the chaos towards the end of the game. They were leading by, they led by seven points. Dee Dee Riley hits uh, it's the 15th and last point with nearly with 10 minutes to play. I think there was nearly 14 minutes left on the clock. And that turned out to be the, the winning point. He was uh, he's electric, Dee Dee Riley. Real breath of fresh air in this championship, the way he moves. He does all the running for Barry O'Hare up front. Barry Aid, like well aided, gets a couple of scores, but they were, they were just um, they were immense in the first half. They, they were so fluid. They make Kilkerry look so disjointed. Gerald Brown does a job on Fenton Brady. That makes them even more ragged, Kilkerry. They couldn't get going. And then the opposite, Roach are just reading off the same script, same playbook, the loud play, courtesy or via Kieran Sloan. And they're just cutting in, they're kicking points. Dan O'Connell, excellent. He had three overall. Mark Bourne got a couple of points as well. Um, Shane Bourne as well gets a spectacular point to make it 8-2 and Kilkerley couldn't get kick-started until Shane Lennon comes off the bench what's he do with his first touch punch the ball at the back of the net then you're like oh here we go and uh, ironically Roach hit four points in a row after that in, in direct response and Lennon gets a couple of for, a couple of for play then and Adidi hits that 15 points 15 point that would turn out to be the winner of that 7 point gap was needed because my god they could clearly play now they didn't play as, not, as much as I wanted because they didn't bang in those high balls that they they could have they, they were I don't know they weren't using them wisely and I, I think everyone just wanted boom that ball in on top of Shane Lennon because it was causing havoc he um, he allowed then Ty, Ty McEnany to free up and he got two points his first from playing the 60 minute then hit a couple of frees they had four in a row Um Gerald Brown had to go off. Liam Daw had to go off for Roach. And then Malin gets a scramble. Euro McIntyre misses one. Uh, Fionn Komsky gets one late. That's the last point. They make it a one-point game and they couldn't get over the line. It was just, it was real intense stuff. Real local derby. Like real, they forgot about everything and just played. And it was class to see. 
but it would have been nice to have extra time but it wasn't to be Roach hung on in there and I just I can't get a read of this Roach team they, they, they give me great crack and great abuse coming out what do you think of that uh, Joe Bradley was said to me today because I, I tip Kilcarely I got I got most calls right I got all the calls right bar Roach so my gut whatever they're doing to me gut they're like um, I don't know like one of those gastro things they just hit me out of the blue like a blue and they, they get over line. and it's annoying because I would have back I mean a great believer of Roach you'd hear from the very start and now it's coming and I'd have a chance to win it and maybe win it early and win it often is the best way to do it and get up into senior as quick as possible with this young side with this budgeting group of talent loads of players all at the right time and they have a great chance next week but um, yeah they hung on to do the business and uh, congratulations to Jerry Rowe and Jamie O'Hare and all the boys in the backroom team they got the matchups right I'll talk about that in a little bit more detail in the Red Star podcast like I always do with the magic moments and players who stood up but I think that's it for my wrap for now you'll hear plenty of me from this week I will have yeah I'll have something on the manager announcement tomorrow I'll have the two live champ pods for you uh, and then Red Stars as well so um, hectic again on the podcast but um, only for your great support again those of you who continue to sign up for another month and uh, really really appreciate it but uh, that's episode 254 Brought to you uh, by Ardy Credit Union, Player Fit, Smith to Drada, and Lally's Electrical. Loud and Proud Champods brought to you by Ardy Credit Union, Smith's of Drogheda, Lally's Electrical and Player Fit.